to only being used third season on Roe v. Wade and reproductive health. Today's season and at first episode is when we begin with three voice messages for our ambassadors. Our first one will be from Iman Ahmed, our second one will be from Rabbi Gonsoli, and our third one will be from Desiree Smith. Hi you guys, my name is Iman Ahmed and I'm a only being you blog writer and I'll be talking about Roe vs. Wade. So the first thing I want to mention is um, what Roe vs. Wade meant to me and to the community and country at large. It is a big chunk of people's lives, even for those who don't believe that it is, it is because Roe vs. Wade has a big impact on women's health and their own rights to their bodies. Uh, I would like to add that men have rights to their bodies, so you saying that women aren't anyone saying that women aren't allowed to have rights to their bodies is a hypocrite because women men have rights to their bodies too and that just kind of goes back to the whole feminism kind of thing um but um it what it means to me is like an infringement on my health and on other women's health people who have epitopic epitopic pregnancies people who can't carry a baby to term people who who can't like raise um a future baby to term people who can't raise a future baby at all you know due to financial or like economical stress or just problems and um the decision that the supreme court made uh means that like other laws other decisions also infringing also protecting women's rights and just basically anyone who can carry a baby so that doesn't that doesn't just mean cis women their rights are also infringed and how um, the Supreme Court is basically just, it has the potential to take away people's rights because we have people in office who only act on their own religious beliefs and it's a certain portion of the Supreme Court that is just heavily a certain side, which is terrible because the Supreme Court does not switch like the Congress does or like the president president, president does. And so... Um, I would uh, possible solutions that I personally would ab- advocate for is just uh, for anyone listening to this is just voting in your hometown. So you know, voting for your mayor, your city like council, that kind of stuff. Voting for those people, that's the one thing that you can rise to. And like whenever you vote for president, because while you know Joe Biden's in there, like you know it's a it's a, for the political parties, it's like. A problem on both sides not just one so I will say that like the one power that every individual has is to just go out and vote and go out and try to make change in their own community and so other communities will join and basically be a bigger power bigger force um, and uh, don't ever feel like your vote isn't enough or like your opinion isn't enough because a lot of people feel that way and you can only imagine how many people feel that way. But had they just like believed that they were enough, that would, that would have been a big, powerful force within itself. Um, and how oh, I think only being you people and only being you unfiltered watchers should be should be advocating for it just by being involved in your community as well, because that is the one way we can do it. And you know, uh, putting your put you know being adamant on your opinions on your stance whether you're a woman, a man, um, and look into what's, what laws are doing good for other people and what laws aren't doing good for other people because, again, Roe versus Wade goes back to just the health of women, not even, 
yeah, the health of women. So, uh, that's all I really have to say about Will vs. Wade. And, uh, like I said, everyone, anyone who's watching this, always feel free to go out and make change. Since 1973, Roe v. Wade has protected women's access to needed health care. States did not have the ability to limit or interfere in a woman's right to choose whether to maintain a pregnancy. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, 12 states have passed complete bans on abortion, with no exception for rape or incest, and many other states are attempting to severely limit women's ability to choose to maintain a pregnancy. In the United States, we live in a society where citizens have rights over their own bodies. Twelve states have already taken away some of these rights for women. There are instances where maintaining a pregnancy can place a woman's life at risk, but women should not be forced to maintain a pregnancy in cases of rape and incest as well. Women in these states will have no choice in giving birth, even if the fetus was conceived without the woman's consent. This is a breach of women's rights because it deprives them of control over their own bodies. Little girls have already become victims of this breach, with a 10-year-old girl from Ohio who was a victim of rape having to travel across state lines to Indiana to get the needed abortion. Since then, the doctor who provided care to the 10-year-old girl has been harassed the Indiana State Legislature has attempted to pass more restrictive anti-choice legislation, and prominent conservatives, including the Ohio Attorney General and the Wall Street Journal, attempted to call the credibility of the story into question until a 27-year-old man was charged with raping the girl. Women who have financial resources can travel outside of the state, their home states and still obtain needed care. But do we want to live in a society where poor women are targeted, and raped little girls are forced to maintain pregnancies? Let's elect politicians who don't want to force women who have been raped to give birth to the baby of the rapist. With the Roe v. Wade recent events that occurred, what it meant to me, my family, the country at large, is that it, by it being overturned, it took away the rights of people of cisgender women, transgender males, gender fluid people, any person that was born a female or of the female according to a hospital, it gave away their rights. It gave away their freedom. It, it locked them to a possibility that, that they don't want. And it just didn't really help. Even though it was to bring another child into, uh, bring a child into existence, that child would be not loved. That child would be lost. And by overturning this, you're not giving a choice to a kid, to a person, to love their child. You're giving them a force. Do you really want a parent or parent to have the force to love their child? Or a child to, be, to feel like they were forced to be loved because they had no choice but to be mourned? And then, what it means for the future... We don't even know, because if they can overturn abortions, they can overturn interracial marriage, gay marriage, and more. They can overturn rape charges, everything, rape laws. If they can do 
this one minor thing that quickly, they can do anything at this point. And we can end up going back into the 1960s where we are under segregation and black people weren't allowed to drink from white faucets. Which is a scary thing, especially for an African-American female, cisgender female. The fact that there's a possibility that she might have to go back in time and become like her ancestors who thought they were working towards a goal. But to now know that that goal could be overturned in an instant is very scary. Plus, right now, the only solutions are to contact your your Supreme Court justice system, your representatives, contact them through email, write them letters, and etc. And just just try to make your voice be heard. Do protests. Have walkouts at school. We're not going to be heard unless we actually put forth the effort peacefully. And then also, I don't honestly know how we can, like, full-on change them, like, if we go to the other courts, maybe we can impact this. But overall, I feel as though by voting, we can secure more positions that allow us to have a voice. That allow people that we that we agree with to actually be in place. And then, for honestly, the viewers of OBY Unfiltered, they can start advocating for this change with regard to Roe v. Wade in their communities by creating posters, giving out flyers, talking about it to other people, just getting the voice out and the concerns and the real issues and just, like, explaining their side of the story will help a lot of other people vote and choose the right people to help make better laws, to not restrict people of their rights, their choices, their opinions, and their laws. Because in a minute, if we don't fix this, we're going to lose freedom of speech at this point, causing more issues like the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is affecting people in schools, children in schools, from not having the right to learn at least about gay marriage so that when they get into society, they won't be culture shocked. By having these, by ha- having all these laws and having them overturned that were meant there for a reason, that were, especially the abortion laws, that law was to help people who were being raped so that they wouldn't have to have a child that they did not want. To not have to deal with the pain that they went through every single day. Of the one thing that they couldn't control. The one thing that they had to fight to not deal with. And they still did. And they still had and they still had it happen to them. By having Roe v. Wade overturned is basically explaining to people how women are just supposed to be in the kitchen. That's what it's basically doing. By Roe v. Wade being overturned, it's basically saying that people, is women's fault for being raped. It's women's fault for doing all these things. When it's not, we should be allowed to wear whatever we want to wear. We should be allowed to say whatever we want to say. Freedom of speech, freedom of opinions. If this U.S. nations are really free, then why in the world are we having laws that stipulate that we don't have a choice to do something? And that is the main issue here. We do not have a choice. And that's why we need to start advocating being more rambunctious, being more opinionated, expressing ourselves in everyday life so that people know that our opinions do matter. 
Um, hi everyone, my name is Basil Mercyhausen. I am a rising freshman at UPenn. Hi, my name is Samara Anderson. I am a current senior in high school. My name is Aditi. I'm a rising junior in JP Stevens High School, and I'm a social media coordinator. Hello, my name is Celeste Iroha. I'm a rising senior at Trinity Washington University, and I am in, I'm only being you ambassador. Awesome, thank you so much. Um, so just to give an overview of today's episode on Roe v. Wade, um, I think it's very important to understand how this issue itself has impacted many people in today's generation, and not just today's generation, but people from all generations in this country. And the impact is very wide ranging. It's not just limited to one or two racial or ethnic groups. It's limited, it extends to so many different people globally and in this country. So I think in general, an interesting question that we have from one of our members, Samaya, is how does Roe v. Wade affect future generations of women? Um, I think like Roe v. Wade has a big effect on future generations because like in the future, people won't have access to the stuff that we had or have now. So it's gonna be harder and to like, I guess, perform abortions, like to, to seek out abortions and, or to like have it in a dangerous way. So it's not gonna be like as like flexible as we have it now. And it's gonna be a lot harder for future women of generations to come. Um, I feel like it's kind of showing in a sense, the regression of rights within our country like you hear commentary on Loving versus Virginia, which there were people supporting it to get overturned. And it's showing, I feel like the truth basis of some of our politicians. And I feel like with this, it makes us as women be more wise in who we actually just choose to back, who we choose to support, because we have seen our own politicians basically fail us and fail to give us and guarantee a right that should have been given to us ages ago, even before Roe v. Wade. I mean, yeah, I agree with like everything that um, you guys said. I read somewhere that um, we were saying how like we're basically taking a step back and like as a country, we're supposed to like move forward and we're so always supposed to help everyone out. And this just kind of made everything worse um, in the sense that like now we're going back and we're telling people that this is okay when it's really not, so. Well, I agree with everything everybody said. It's just going to show that women won't have rights for themselves in the future just because they feel like it's being taken away from them. Yeah, I completely agree. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Beza, do you want to ask your first question? Um, so my first question was, how does Roe v. Wade show the issue with the separation of church and state? especially how it relates to the First Amendment with the freedom of religion and how they use religion as a cause to overturn such a constitutional moment in our country. I think personally, I mean, uh, if anyone else wants to answer this before I do, that's totally fine. Um, but I think personally, um, it just shows how, you know, supposedly church and state are supposed to be disconnected, right? But 
in this ruling, you can just see how interconnected it is because so many of these rulings are driven by biblical backgrounds. Um, and it's mainly done because this and, this and this is like said in the Bible and so forth, which, you know, I mean, if you believe in the Bible and you're a Christian, that's totally fine. That is up to you. That's your decision, personal autonomy, right? But I feel like the problem is where you're enforcing your own beliefs on people who might not necessarily agree with that and generalizing it to an entire population, especially in this country. And, you know, intertwining that with actual rights that affect people. Um, and I think that's just the most important thing to think about when you're looking at this ruling because it's not limited to a subset of people who might believe in that religion. It's, it impacts everybody, people who might not necessarily believe in that. And it's, it's honestly extremely ignorant and distasteful and disgusting. And it's even worse than those three words. So I don't even have any words to describe that. Does anyone else want to share? I feel like I don't necessarily have the best um, answer to this question. I mean, I just want to say that, like, um, I know a lot of people think that in this country, like, there is, like, the option to have whatever, like, religion you want to have. And, like, there's a lot of people claim that there's a lot of freedom, but there really isn't. And this is just one of the many cases where we can see that, um, uh, like they're forced, I don't know how to phrase it, but they're forcing like one aspect of a certain religion upon an entire population. And that is why I think a lot of people find that very disrespectful. And then that that's also their argument in terms of like, well, I don't have to follow this because I'm not necessarily like um, Christian and stuff like that. So I think it's just about like seeing how people claim that this country has a lot of freedom, but it really doesn't. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Aditi. Um, Celeste, Samaya, Beza, any thoughts? I mean, I'm a Christian, but like, I'm not going to enforce my own ideals onto other people because everyone has the right to choose what they want to do with their body. Just because I personally wouldn't have one doesn't mean I have to interject and put my ideas onto someone else who didn't ask for them. Like, there's a difference of being like, oh, I wouldn't have an abortion personally and being pro-life because you're enforcing your own ideas onto someone who didn't want them, someone who doesn't follow that faith because there are multiple religions in this country. It is a religiously diverse country and you trying to enforce these ideals is ridiculous, completely ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with Beza, like growing up like in the church and be a Christian. I just don't, like, I can't see how like, people like of certain people of that religion is, is scaring people and forcing them to like forcing like I don't know what I say it like they're scaring them like into religion and some like telling them things oh if you do this then this will happen to you or something something crazy like that so like you can't like force upon people to do something they don't want to do just because like you're seeing like you're you're telling I don't know how to explain it but I just agree with what Basin said Yeah, same, honestly. Um, Celeste, do you have anything to share? I'm all good. I agree with what everybody said, but I just feel like because they overturned it, they felt like they, they're playing God or a sense of higher power in the ruling. That's why I think they're going from. 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, um, the problem is people are just, you know, forcing what they might think is right for them, which is totally fine. Like you do, you right. That's the whole point. But um, forcing that on like other people um, and just like the entire country, which is so diverse and made up of so many different kinds of people um, from all different faiths, ethnicities, backgrounds, and being totally oblivious to that and acting as if, you know, everyone has the same ideals and believes in the same thing, which I think is just completely ridiculous. So, yeah. We just need either a higher amount of people on the Supreme Court with two different views or two like-minded views that can actually come together and say, hey, we shouldn't have overturned this ruling. But when we get there, we can, but it's probably not going to be soon. I don't see it happening until they give a term limit to how long those people can be there and making decisions about people's lives. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, a lot of people are against packing the court, but I feel like that might be a way to solve this problem in the future. Um, but also having more judges who are not necessarily conservative and people who are you know, more left-leaning is probably a better idea to solve this problem or just having a balance. Um, but I know like Biden has like released his executive order on Roe v. Wade, um, which we do have an article about, by the way, on onlybeingyou.org, I'm free to check it out. Um, but that being said, that doesn't necessarily overturn the ruling of the Supreme Court. Um, and I feel like understanding that delineation is very important because, you know, this ruling still affects people. I think it's just also a little bit selfish how they say that, oh, we're going to pass this law and we're going to pass this case and stuff, but then they're able to get all those things and they're able to access everything. Which communities do you believe are affected more now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned? Um... As Basil said before, uh, women of color, because as you can see, they're not like, they're not the first the first priority of everything, especially in the medical medical care system. They're not gonna be, they're not gonna be the first, the first, the first people they're gonna get helped first. They're either gonna be ignored or or um, not taken care of properly or given them the wrong things that they need. So so as as like they'll be affected more now than ever because they don't even have, they won't even have the same access as um, uh, white women. What steps, if any, do you think the government will or should take to address the response the ruling is getting? Well, there've already been states that have been guaranteeing the right for women to get abortion, so that is a step that other states should be following. And on top of that, probably just increasing the funding for plan, um, Planned Parenthood, as that is an incredible organization that could avoid these abortions that everyone, that certain parts of the government, some people in the government complain about. Because if there were better sex education, if there were better access to resources like contraceptives and th things of that sort, this would not be as big as an issue. But no, we can't have that. So then we have to ban abortions, which is one of the ways that women. You, yeah, words. Mm -hmm. This is going on for real. I can't speak today. Yeah. Um, I think I think they I think they say that they just ban safe abortions. So there's I think they just have to um help out and uh like Beza said, like give more resources and stuff because now what's gonna happen is you're just putting more lives in danger. So um I think definitely just giving resources. Um and yeah, that's all I can say.
yeah i agree like giving more like resources and classes especially to like especially to like middle school kids like that's like middle school and early high school is like what needs them the most and like either glossing it over sugarcoating it or not going in all the way it's just very like it's becoming more of a problem it's going to lead to like like to like people getting more abortions because they're not educated on that topic because i know for my school we were not we didn't even talk about that at all so it's like it's dangerous for kids not to know like a safe way and also like the accurate way of like telling them of the topic you know so so like if like we start educating kids like i, I was like sixth graders to like 10th graders we want to have a business issue people will be a lot more educated and people will out world be more mindful of like their decisions and actions things and go all the way so instead of being mad at the people who are being abortions be mad at the education system who's not educating these kids how does Roe v. Wade being overturned affect you or your community? Um, in the moment, it does not affect me at all. But in the future, if I did not have a kid, I mean, if I if I was pregnant and did not want to carry, like, go through the pregnancy, it would affect not really affect me. Cause I did do live in the north, where it's like I'm pretty much safe. If I did, if I did live in, like in the south, I wouldn't have any access to it at all so it's especially if i like do get pregnant at a young age and i don't feel comfortable or i'm just not ready or not financially stable i have no way of getting that medical need i definitely agree with you um i'm sorry did you want to say something oh okay i just want to say something um i was just gonna say like i would i was a little bit scared because of what um like what i heard about and stuff so I mean, in, in the moment, obviously, it didn't really affect me either. But I think in the future, it would definitely scare me if this was still the case, because if I wanted to do something with my body and I wasn't able to do it, um, I think it would be really unfair. Okay, so I was just going to say, um, I was just reading something today and how this lady has, because people of color do tend to have more medical problems for women in the hospital. So there was one lady who can't even decide to really get an abortion because her child is going to be born without a skull. So they're trying to debate now if she has an abortion or she carries the child to term. But either way, the child will not survive. And they're in a state where it's a near total abortion. So in that situation, it really does affect our people of color. And personally, it doesn't affect me, but it's just like, do I want to have children? in the situation where if I have a medical condition, would I be okay to carry the term or have to give up the baby through abortion? Um, For me, I'm from New York, so I don't really stress about this. Like if I want, like if that situation were to come up, it would come up. But I feel like for me, it kind of show a lot of people's true colors. Like you really start to see people for who they were and kind of see where their, I guess, morals lied. And it was, it was hard seeing like people I grew up with completely either disregard the situation or be pro-life because it was basically saying that I should not have the right to my own body and I was just I was thrown I have to say that especially with Instagram and all of that and like all those like pro-life pages being formed and seeing those certain people reposting those pro-life posts and I just was like there's no way anyways 